You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with myself, Steve Worsley. And once again, for I don't know how many weeks in a row, we're lucky enough to have my wife, Cassandra. So welcome to the Toxic Mold Podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me again. It's good to be here. Yep. We get you this week and then... uh, Next week, when we have an interview with with a doctor, so we appreciate you being here. It's summertime, it's warm, and before we know it, we're going to be complaining that it's cold and we're going to be shoveling snow. Exactly. But today, we are on episode 212, and our topic is your main water valve and black mold. So do you know where our main water shutoff is in this house? No idea. So if I has gone out of town or was just gone doing a mold job somewhere and the tub upstairs just, or the sink wouldn't shut off. You Would you know what to do? Uh, no, I'd go to the basement where I think there's some kind of spigot thing in the basement room, or I'd go outside where the sprinkler box was. One of those two places should have it. Okay. See, you, you probably know better than most people do, but out by the sprinkler box you're talking about outside is is what we call a curb stop. So that's everything literally right off of the main that shuts off everything in the whole house. The whole house shut off what is what I call it, where you don't even have to go outside is right there in, in the mechanical room you were talking about. Okay. And you'll see where the water line literally comes up through the concrete floor. So for our listeners, we have a full basement. Uh, some of you might have a crawl space. You might have a slab on grade. The shutoff could be in your laundry room, could be anywhere, but it's typically in the lowest level of the home. And then there's that pipe comes out of the ground and probably about eye level, there's literally a valve you just turn and it'll shut the whole house off. Wow. You kind of learned something new there, but uh, you actually could. So if it was a sink, you could actually just open 
the drawers to the sink underneath the sink or like where we have a pedestal sink in one of the bathrooms right at the wall where the line comes out there's a valve there and that valve would only shut off that sink makes sense that does make sense the reason we're talking about this is i want our listeners to understand that not everybody's going to know where that valve is and there's nothing wrong with you not knowing you were pretty close you would know what to do it was very clear do all the occupants of the home know what to do do you think that most would probably not especially if you have teenagers who are home by themselves or college students who are yours away for vacation for a week and they're in the home by themselves yeah i would say in um today's generation of kids they probably wouldn't know where it's at unless it was on some app on their phone, (laughs) which which we will get to things you can do to prevent, um, you know, a flood in your home while you're gone if the water decides to just run, run, run. So the whole point of this, I guess, kind of backtracking a little bit, is for us to educate our listeners as to, you know, the consequences of not knowing where those valves are. Most of the listeners, typically it's probably not the husband, and the husband's the one that probably knows where all that stuff is. So for our listeners, you know, we can just say, hey, at least you just know where where the valve is. That's a start, because you can shut the whole house off. But once you have the whole house shut off, then if you need to shower or do whatever, you're you're wondering what you're supposed to do. Because then you can't run the sink for the kitchen, bathroom, showers, nothing. If you shut the whole house off, that's the point of knowing where you can isolate it right there at that fixture, if that makes sense. That that does make sense. So what is the connection between knowing where the, the main water valve is, valve is and black mold? The, as far as getting it shut off in a timely manner. Okay. And, you know, for our listeners, we'll go over, I, I talk about this all the time, but we need three major components for viable mold growth, meaning that that's mold that can start growing, looks all nice and fuzzy, and it's spreading. You need the mold spores itself, which you're really not going to get rid of. You have to have the humidity above 60%, which that's not hard to do when you have a moisture intrusion event. And then also you need a food source. So that would be cellulose materials, carpet, sheetrock insulation, or organic materials. Not knowing where that shutoff is and not being able to shut it off could do a lot of water damage to the home. It could allow, even if even if you say, well, it was only running for an hour, depending on where it's running, if you can only imagine, let's just say it's upstairs and you have two levels above your basement, just that one bathroom or that one sink running for 20 minutes, just imagine where all that water could go, let's just say up in, up in our master bathroom. Exactly, lots of places. It could get underneath the flooring, could get behind the walls it could get into the carpet um, on the subfloor it could get anywhere and so that's the whole point of knowing where these valves are and it's it sounds simple but a lot of times you know we just went and looked at a job and that was caused and you saw the videos that was caused by a, an actual valve that was dripping correct it was a drip 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 it's funny i say that that's one of the chapters in inside toxic mold uh, but it was just a drip 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 For our listeners, that was a drip, drip, drip from probably October or November of last year. It was not discovered until probably April or May of this year. And it's a a massive undertaking now. There's, Like I said, you saw the video. It is bad, bad. 
probably the worst mold job uh, or mold that I've seen that I've bid on. So it's pretty crazy. So really understanding how to get, how to stop a massive flood of water, if that's what's happening, but also how to stop it if you need to assess where's the drip, drip, drip coming from. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the questions is, is, well, how do you know, um, if it is a drip, 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 like how would you know that? That is very difficult to discover, especially if it's just a slow drip, you're, your water usage, you wouldn't see a huge spike in it, you know, which for our listeners, you should be monitoring your water usage so that you can see, hey, I don't even know. I don't even see the water bill. But, <laughs> you know, this month we were 3,000 gallons higher than we were last month. Like what happened? You know, did the sprinklers get turned on? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Did we have guests for two weeks? Yeah, that would make sense. But if nothing happened out of the norm that would tell you that there's something going on. And so paying attention to that, you know, a drip, drip, drip is a lot more difficult to discover, but that's why it's really important for our listeners to know where the valves are. It, you know, just seeing something coming out of the floor, you know, next to your toilet, you see it probably every day, two or three times a day when you use the bathroom, but you really don't think about, you know, the consequences of something dripping right there, just a little bit of a, of a leak. Well, and I guess for some people, it's like, what is what is the difference between a drip, drip, drip and, you know, the drip, drip you hear from your shower? Like for a long time after you take a shower, you hear the drip, drip. And sometimes people might hear from old faucets, sinks, and they may think, oh, that's just because it's old. When, how do you decide what you pay attention to and what you don't? Well, you should pay attention to all of it. Okay. And I know that's an easy answer, but if let's just say for our listeners, if you have a shower, you shut off, you're done showering, or a tub faucet or a sink faucet, you shut it off and it just kind of slowly drip, drip, drips. What that tells me, and I'm not a plumber, but it's probably a stem washer in there. And a stem washer, they're only designed to last for maybe 10 to 15 years, which, you know, most people I would think replace their faucets within that time range well that stem washer is bad and that it's literally a simple fix like you literally put a 20 cent part in there now is it that simple to have it done no but on the other hand it's it's way cheaper than having a mold issue but it brings up something that's interesting that that i was just talking to a client about uh, last week High water pressure, most people think the higher the better, right? Mm -hmm. But once you're over 80 PSI, you're going to wear out those stem washers quicker than they should. So you'll have premature failure on those. So for our listeners, your your water pressure, if you're sitting there going, yeah, we have great water pressure, that might not be a bad thing while everything's good and new. But over time, it will cause those drip, drip, drips. And we dealt with, and it's a, interesting, it's another chapter in Inside Toxic Mold. It, well, it's, I think it's the same chapter, actually, the drip, drip, drip. It was a shower, um, a stall shower diverting valve that was leaking, and it was dripping for years, was my estimate. And it was a major, major mold issue in a, in a bathroom. You know, that drip, 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 my point is, is can can really cause problems. So your water pressure in your home, for our listeners that are wondering, what should the water pressure be? It should be between 40 and 80 PSI. Okay. 
And typically the city, if it is over 80, they will make you put a reducer in there. And it's something that's just right there by the main water valve. You can adjust the pressure for the whole house. And on the other hand, if you don't have 40 PSI, <laughs> our listeners that, that live at a home that doesn't, and you know, you turn on your faucet and it's not a whole lot of water pressure, you wish you had 40 PSI. And the way to maintain that, we're kind of getting off on in a rabbit hole, but the, the way to get your pressure higher is you could have a cistern and a booster pump, which would, would bump your pressure up to at least 40. Okay. So, so going back to the whole thing of, does everybody know where the, the main water valve is? I always think of, of this, like, do we have people prep for, you know, how in school you would prep for a fire? Like, mm-hmm. what would you do? Do you know where the staircase is in the hotel? Is it the same thing for what main water valve? Yes. And for water valves, period, you know, we talk about, you know, when we go through our spring and fall checklists, we talk about knowing a fire escape plan. If you don't go over that, even with adults, you don't know what you're going to do. But going back to what we did in school, you know, your five-year-old doesn't have knowledge, the brain capacity to know in the middle of a fire to get out, you know, kick a window out and get out of the house. Their natural instinct is probably going to be to try to find their parents. Mm -hmm. So going over that obviously is crucial. And you know, showing people where those valves are, like, you know, if you're, and we'll, 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 our call to actions, you know, going to be geared obviously towards valves. But if you just take your, your five-year-old, your 10-year-old, your 15-year-old, and you just say, Hey, what, you know, take 10 minutes and ask them, what would you do if you tried to turn off the sink in your bathroom and the water doesn't shut off? If they say, I don't know, that's, means you need to show them what what they could do because that I don't know could turn into a $30,000 mold mitigation job. Absolutely. So you would say prep everybody and show them where it is. Exactly. And show them how to turn it off. Yes. And it like I said it's not just the main house shut off. If that's down in a crawl space, I get it people don't want to go down in there. At least show them or tell them where it's at. But also you can go over the valves, you know, in your kitchen, in your bathrooms, below your sinks, there should be valves to every fixture. And so you have your toilets, your sinks, your dishwasher, things like that. Just show them where the valves are. The only valves you can't really get to is like a shower because uh, they're behind a wall and you can't really see those. But but toilets and sinks, for sure, you should be able to show everybody where they're at and at least tell them, you know, what the consequences are if they don't get that water shut off. I mean, it might be that we saw a home insurance commercial several years ago. Remember? Yeah. It showed the boys playing oh, in the yes. pool. Yep. <laughs> in <their laughs> it house. might be fun yeah. to watch this water running everywhere, but the, the, what it would cost wouldn't be. And so, you know, it brings up and I want to, I want to wrap it up with this is, is we were talking about it earlier, monitor your water usage. Well, for people, that are going out of town, we do it. And I always suggest if you're leaving town, just shut the whole house off, the whole the whole water main. If you have sprinklers, obviously you might not be able to do that. But if you're going to be gone, you should do that. And if you can't do that, you can actually buy water alarms that you put right there. Like in our home, you could put it right there in that mechanical room, right at the floor level. And 
it, you it hooks to your internet and you could literally it would send you a notification on your phone if there was water. Wow. You could call a neighbor and have them come in and shut the water off. Awesome. So then what's your call to action for people? So we just talked about having that water alarm. If that's not something you're willing to do, you think it's too expensive, at least go to all the occupants of the home and say, hey, do you know how to shut this water off if something was to go awry? Take you five minutes to do. Awesome. Wow. You probably buy that on Amazon. Exactly. Yep. And, you know, we, we talk about a lot of these things um, in the books. Some of them have links. Um but you can just Google search or Amazon search a water alarm or a moisture alarm. So pretty simple. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This was episode 212. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.